This is History in the Making, the Cloud King, Cody Devine, and you're listening to Wrestling with Altitude. Welcome back to the Wrestling with Altitude podcast. I am your host, Mr. Fourth Row, and on this episode, I've got the Kingpin, Jason. Jay, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm uh, hanging in there, doing just fine. So, uh, first question out of the shoot: uh, How did you get introduced into this uh, wacky world of professional wrestling? Uh, well, I mean, it's a bit of a long story because i mean it actually feels like it happened ages ago now but uh well when i when i was a kid i was a fan you know obviously as most of us have started out i was watching uh wrestlemania when i was in diapers uh with my dad and then uh being a fan my my whole childhood i kind of got into a little bit of uh had some friends got a little bit of backyard wrestling when i was a teenager nothing crazy just kind of beating up my friends you know trying to mimic what we saw on tv and then uh, i found a school and uh it was a school locally in denver um it was high velocity wrestling was the name of it uh, been defunct for many years now but uh yeah it got started there when i was <clears throat> 18 and uh as soon as i was legal to train you know so got started there and then uh kind of just been doing it ever since I see. Uh, let me um, uh, kind of uh, pick apart some of the stuff that you've uh, mentioned here. So uh, WrestleMania, you say in diapers. What was your uh, earliest memories? Um, well, the earliest one that I, I I know my dad sat me down to watch, you know, one and two, but yeah, um, three was the one where I it really stuck out. Um, mostly Savage and Steamboat. Uh-huh. Um, that match was, I, I still credit as the match that made me want to be a wrestler. I don't think I knew it then, obviously being, you know, a toddler, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, it's just, it was a match that, I mean, Macho Man was my guy and I was, you know, I loved him. He was, uh, just had everything, the entertainment, his voice was, you know, the, so different from everyone else where everyone was yelling and he just had that calm and cool. Oh yeah. You know, that's that real deep and uh but he also wore the most flashy outfits out of anybody out there so it was really cool to watch him and uh so that match stuck out to me and then as i got older i started appreciating the athleticism in the match and the psychology and where that went from there so uh that's probably my earliest memory though is really watching wrestlemania 3 I see. Yeah. I, I normally don't uh, do this in my uh, interviews, but I, since we're talking about it now, I usually kind of try to go sequential. But uh, do you feel like you had a uh, Steamboat uh, Savage uh, match in your career? And if so, uh, uh, what uh, when you would you highlight? Oh, boy. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it's hard to to 
stay humble and try to stay <laughs> yeah i get there. you <laughs> but one that i would consider being you know kind of my my best matches i mean um all of my top matches have all been with ryzen yeah um we grew up in the business together when we both started we got went to the same school together we lived together um so our chemistry in the ring and out of the ring is just unparalleled i don't, I don't know anyone that's as close as we are except yeah. for from the stories you hear from you know wwe guys like you know edge and christian and the hardys and guys that have been around forever that if they wrestle each other yeah they've just got that instant chemistry and that's how ryzen and i are um so really um my, probably my favorite and it, it it might sound weird being that it's one that's recent but yeah. my last match that i've had uh since before the pandemic started was with ryzen at new era wrestling and yeah um i think we we tore it up uh did some things people weren't expecting. I actually <laughs> went to the top rope, which I haven't done in years. <laughs> and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I was um, I, I think I was there. Uh, uh, that was uh, that was fantastic. Um, and, I, you know, if I'm not mistaken, it wasn't necessarily um, uh, planned uh, really kind of ahead of time that you guys were actually going to get in the ring together. Yeah, there was actually some other stuff that happened there was a guy who was supposed to show up and yeah. he ended up no showing and uh just kind of called an audible and we you know like i said with our chemistry we're able to just go out there and call it and it uh it went really well yeah. i was very happy with it what's it like uh seeing him uh doing the uh, aew thing right now oh it's fantastic <laughs> you know I, I i have known many people in this business and many people that <clears throat> you know work their tails off and I have never met anyone that is as good of a self promoter as Ryzen. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> um, I have, I've had my ups and downs with Ryzen. We have our, our long storied history. We've been at each other's throats legitimately. We've uh, been best friends the majority of the time. But I, no matter what were, were to happen between us, I would never deny the fact that he is just the absolute best promotions guy for himself. Like he gets himself over better than anybody. So he. Uh, I am very happy to see him where he's at and uh, all of his hard work is, uh, you know, paying off, which is great. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, um, you know, to be honest, it's, uh, you know, ever since he, you know, um, you know, moved away and, uh, you know, kind of moved to the to the, the Florida area as well. Such you are there out there now, too. But uh, it's always a treat to see him back because he's you know, come back to the Colorado area, you know, multiple times, um, since I've been, you know, covering the business and, you know, visiting shows and attending shows. And it's always great to, to see him. And I, I know everybody loves to, to see him. And then, you know, you know, this AEW thing course is quite recent, uh, for him and just to see the, the fun and everything that he's had. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I always kind of get a little pop even on like dynamite and they see him in the crowd, you know, cause oh, yeah. pretty, pretty distinctive to be able to, to, to see who, you know, he is with that, you know, his hair basically makes him stand out even though he's got a mask on and everything. But it's like, yeah, there, <laughs> there he is right there. <laughs> you yeah. Know? He definitely stands out in the crowd. I mean, there's some people that you're like, Oh wait, who's that guy? But him no, you, you can tell it's him from a mile away. So, uh, it's great. And it's, it, you know, I've, been on the receiving end of some of his phone calls uh, driving back from dynamite at three uh -huh. in the morning you know um because like i said we're best friends so it's yeah. great to to talk to him and just kind of hear about his experience out there and um you know i i it kind of happened to a better guy i just uh hope to see him there more you know become a more permanent staple 
Yeah, so true. Uh, so the uh, backyard wrestling thing that you you mentioned, uh, how yeah. did uh, how did that all come about with uh, your your friends and everything? Well, it uh, it's kind of funny. So I had uh, it started as a just me and my buddy. It sounds really weird, but we were hanging out in his basement, and he had just action figures. And like, I was like, man, what if we did a match? What if we like? And so with the action figures, we kind of planned out a match. And I was like, well, what if we actually did this? And they're like, he's like, well, how are we supposed to do that? And I was like, well, let's just uh, throw one of our mattresses on the ground and go do it. And so we got some friends together. We planned out this match. We did it. And I mean, it was absolutely terrible. But to our friends in high school, it was like, oh my God, you guys are wrestling, you know? And um, from there, we just started doing it just for fun, you know, like putting out mattresses, tried to not do anything too dangerous. Um, of course, I I had a couple of things where I'm like, hey, what? how bad can thumbtacks hurt? And they hurt, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it was really just, a group of friends who all loved wrestling and we didn't know that schools existed. We didn't know how in the, you know, late nineties, it was right before there was a huge burst of all these wrestling schools coming out and, right. and everybody being able to have that opportunity and, and having it advertised. And the, the internet was still in its infancy. There wasn't social media really. So we had no idea that wrestling schools existed. That it happened to be that there was actually three of them around us. We just had no clue because there was no way to find out. And so we were just friends having fun. And, uh, you know, I, if you were to go back, we did film some of it. But if you were to go back and watch any of it, it was absolute terrible wrestling. Like I wouldn't even call it wrestling. But we did some of my most cherished memories because it was just me and my friends having fun, imitating what we loved watching every week on TV. Yeah. Now, did any of uh, your friends from the the backyard wrestling uh, accompany you or go on the journey with you for at least a, you know, a little bit with the actual, uh, you know, get into the, the training schools and the stuff? Like you said, like uh, you said, high velocities where you you trained. I would suspect some of the um, people listening to this, probably, you know, the old timers, the old veterans probably know of uh, high velocity. Uh, so but uh, yeah, but like I said, did any of them uh, accompany you on that uh, journey? Uh, there was a few of them. Um, okay. I, there was a guy, uh, he actually wrestled for um, Fusion, and I don't know if he ever went into NRW, but he, uh, Hollywood JDT, he was a guy that we went met in the backyard a couple of times. Okay. Uh, there was, uh, and he actually went through for a while going through Fusion Pro Wrestling and uh, wrestled there for a long time. And then... Uh, I just had a few other friends that went in. There's actually, you can see a match on YouTube, me versus Evan Noble. Um, he was a guy that he, we went to high school together. We built a ring out of just pure wood, which did not last very long having just a completely wood frame, but we built it in my backyard and, uh, he joined me and we wrestled each other a few times. He, he went with IWF. He was there for probably about six to eight months and, really enjoyed it before he went on to have a career as a police officer and um, a few other friends tried it for a little bit, maybe did a match or two and it just wasn't for them. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, no one has stuck around for 18 years like I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, who was it that, uh, uh, got you, uh, training? Who was like your first trainer and, and uh, did they like maybe a handful of people, uh, uh, get in there and, uh, you know, get you, get you started, get you trained? Yeah, so there was uh, a, a group of guys that ran high velocity. There was uh, the guy's his real name's Derek, but his work name was Corpse. 
And he, he had worked all over a little bit. Um, he was a big man. He's like six, six, 260 pounds. He was a big guy. And, uh, he helped train me because I was one of the bigger guys, mm-hmm. especially then. Like I used to always be the big guy. Now there's a lot of big guys. Um, Damon Ace is a monster. And then you've got, uh, yeah. Mon- uh, monster zero. He's a big dude over there in new era. And, and there's a lot of big guys around now, but I was, uh, one of the bigger guys and corpse helped me along quite a bit. Uh, there's other guy, uh, Tom Nicholson. He wrestled under the name, uh, okay. Yeah. Tommy Boucher, he worked for NRW Infusion and IWF and New Era. He's worked everywhere as well. And, uh, yeah, he he probably had the most impact as far as training me because there were some other guys, but they kind of came and went. But he was around every week, and he had stuck around for years mm-hmm. um, just kind of talking to me and guiding me through things. And uh, a lot of sporadic training is uh, different seminars, guys like Jerry Lynn and Mick Foley and Vader that would come in and do a training seminar. And although it was a short period where you do it for a weekend with them, it was something that it left a big impression for multiple reasons. They're guys that you're yeah. looking up to, uh, you know, as you're young. And then also they've been around for so long that they know exactly what they're talking about and they can get it across in a very short period. So, yeah. um, but really the, the, biggest way to learn to me is being out there and experiencing it and just working with as many different companies and people and my basics definitely couldn't have gotten anywhere without those and those guys definitely helped me there but the years of doing it i've just learned a lot from you know the guys that i've been out there with yeah and uh you said you've uh been doing this for 18 years now huh Start, yeah. Just, yeah. Well, and you know, what do you, what do you, your philosophy? What, what's your thoughts about uh, since you um, started, uh, you know, really young, uh, you know, eighteen. Uh, you know, of course, uh, here in Colorado, we got another person that started really young and um, probably will not be with us very long. And I'm, of course, speaking of uh, of uh, Logan. Uh, what's your, what's your philosophy? What's your thought on 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 that starting really young? Uh, is it a good thing, bad thing? What, what's your thoughts? I think it's a great thing. And the reason why is that when you're young, okay. when you're really young, you, you're a sponge. Now, there's a lot of stuff that I wish I knew then that I know now. Uh, things about taking care of your body as far as the risks that you take in the ring. Um, and I try to try to get that across to some of the guys. And I, I'm sure you've seen some of the matches I had with Logan. Yeah. And he can be a risk taker, but he's also very smart. And he has a, a bright future if he sticks in this business. Um, the The thing with starting young is that there also might be guys that take advantage of you and guys that steer you in the wrong direction because you don't have the smarts to know what you're looking at, you know? And so the biggest thing is, is that as I see the younger guys out there and today's world is completely different than it was when I started. Um, but I'd like to think that the guys look out for each other a little more. Um, there was a lot of the veterans didn't like the young kids back then. And now there's a lot more veterans that, take care of the young kids as they come in. So, um, I think it's a good thing. Uh, 17 or 16, like I think Logan started. Yeah. That's pretty young. Um, not even through high school. And I think it's great as long as he, he has a good head on his shoulders, which he does. Yeah. Uh, not all kids can handle being in front of the crowd. First off, just, it's funny. Cause even if it's a small crowd, you're still out there in front of people and you have to perform and it can be nerve wracking, especially yeah. at a young age. So he, uh, he definitely took to it very well and not everyone could do that. That's for sure. 
Yeah, I remember um, specifically talking to uh, to to Logan that because uh, he started so young and uh, you know getting his first matches like say at the uh, uh, Buffalo Rose, they had to uh, New Era had to schedule his matches uh, to be first in the card because because of his age that he had to uh, uh, not he wouldn't be allowed to be at the at the bar uh, you know past a certain amount of time. <laughs> I remember yep. talking to it, so that's a that's kind of a wild thing that you know something he'll probably remember for the rest of his career starting starting so young. Yeah, you know it's funny. Some of my first matches that that's how long the Buffalo Rose had been around is yeah. so we're at the Buffalo Rose, and when I was eighteen, even um, there were certain areas of the venue that I couldn't I couldn't go into the bar area. Yeah. After a certain time, I could stay in the entertainment side, but not in the bar area because right. I was so young. <laughs> so I totally understand that. <laughs> uh, that was one other thing you mentioned. I was going to ask you about that too. You do you feel like you're on that you're on that edge you're on that side where like you you were kind of alluding to it where uh, being the taken advantage of kind of the seedy part of uh you uh, you know the the wrestling the the training things like that to now where it's kind of evolved where you like you, you mentioned people are taking care of each other especially the veterans to the to the to the rookies per se uh you you feel like you've uh, seen a a great evolution of where where it was to kind of where it is and maybe where it might be going oh yeah i mean I, I did not see nearly what some of the guys that were around that were the veterans when I started saw. Right. But there were some locker rooms I was in where, yeah, you saw uh, a lot of those classic stories where there's drugs and alcohol and things going on that you are pretty seedy. And, and it can be very scary, especially, you know, if, if there was any females in the backstage, it, I felt for them. I'm like, I don't know. They're kind of these guys are pretty rough, you know, and uh Luckily, none of that ever. I never saw any of that in Colorado, but it was only when I was traveling I would see some of those older, seedy kind of locations. And then um, now, uh, most locker rooms are very clean, and you have guys. You, you've heard the stories where, uh, even in WWE, guys like Kofi Kingston and uh, Xavier Woods are they're playing video games backstage. They're not, you know, drinking and partying and doing all that type of stuff. And that's kind of how it is now. Like when I go backstage i'm talking with guys about the latest marvel movie or you know comic books and which is great with new era having shows at <laughs> mile high comics yeah that's we're all nerds back there and you know it's it's definitely a different locker room than when i started now when i started was light years ahead of where it was you know even 10 years before that because i talked to the vets then and they're like oh you guys have no idea and they tell you the stories and it it was some of it seemed horrifying like almost like it couldn't have been real <laughs> Yeah, I could, I could, I, I could imagine. Uh, what uh, was it? Uh, uh, let me, I let me, let me nix that. Um, from the time you started uh, training to getting your first match, how long of a length period was that? And uh, who do you remember who your first match was with? Well, this is kind of a, a debatable topic, okay. and it's because there's what was, was actually my first match out there. And what I consider my first match. So my oh. first match out there, um, you know, I was two weeks into training, both Ryzen and myself. And we just happened to go. We were always told, you know, over the people that we had talked to, hey, whenever you go somewhere, always bring some gear just in case they need to use you. Right. So we had gear in our car. We went to a show. It was uh, IWF. And it was at this bar. It was outdoors during the day in, in summer. And we go there and they're like, hey, yeah, we want to use you in the Battle Royal. 
So we're like, great. That's awesome. We'd love to uh, have anything we could do. And we're just thinking it's a battle royal. We'll go in. We'll get thrown over the top rope. No big deal. And it's our turn. We're waiting. Everybody's getting ready to go in. And we notice everybody has weapons in their hands. And Ryzen and I, we don't have anything. <laughs> we're like, what's going on? And we're like, oh, yeah, it's a hardcore battle royal. Oh. We had no clue. So we go out there. Right off the bat, there's this guy, Bud. He swings and hits Ryzen in the head with a chain right off the bat. And it just kind of was nuts. And I was in there for a while, mostly dodging guys. We see guys out there with, like, razor blades on a stick and all Mm. kinds of crazy stuff. Um, Luckily, the match didn't last very long for us. We were out of there fairly quickly. And it was a little terrifying because we had no idea that that's what was going on. So that's what was our actual, like, this is your first experience in a match in the ring. I get it. But – um, our first match would actually, it was a tag team match and it was, uh, uh, rising and myself against, uh, the same guy, bud, but, and then his partner deuce, they were, uh, <clears throat> known as high tide. It was kind of a surfer and uh, bud doobie was the, the guy's name. So it was kind of a surfer stoner gimmick. Uh. And, uh, yeah, we had a, a match with them and it was, uh, I would not say good <laughs> for our first match, but it was a, definitely a learning experience. Uh, I see. I see. Um, was it, uh, did, did you kind of start off doing a lot of, uh, tag team or, or singles or a, a, a good mix? Uh, right away we did tag team. So Ryzen and I, when we started, we went, um, to high velocity, we trained together, we lived together. So we were always practicing together and came up with a whole gimmick, um, known as high risk was our name. And, um, you'll notice in our names, Ryzen is R Y Z I N, mm-hmm. uh, sin is S Y N N. That was part of our gimmick back then. Yeah. It was Jason and Rob Ryzen. We were high risk and it was H Y R Y S K. So the Y's were just something that we threw out there to try to differentiate ourselves from other people. And, uh, so we started as a tag team and we were actually bodyguards for JDT. Um, that was our first show experience was going out there just being his bodyguard. And then we decided we were going to be a tag team and did that for probably six months to a year. Um, before we, we actually kind of had a little bit of a personal falling out long story there, but, um, then we just started doing single stuff probably for, three or four years and then we we sporadically became a tag team again here and there um early 2019 we did a match together against uh logan austin and damian payne at new era uh me and ryzen and it was a lot of fun to tag again so um yeah so tag team was where we started um i think we really enjoyed doing it um but singles is obviously where we've kind of kept our pace Right. Yeah. So true. Um, what has been your, uh, favorite, uh, person to, uh, get into the ring with, uh, you know, in, in a singles match and then, you know, and then of course on the parallel, uh, who to team with and who to team against. Well, you know, anytime that I'm opposite rising, I always have fun. Just like I said, he's my best friend. So we always have a good time. Um, but I will say, there's been a lot of guys that I've wrestled one-on-one with that I've absolutely adored, uh, been in the ring with, uh, Adrian Grimm, um, mm-hmm. Joey Kincaid, Damian Payne. I've had a lot of really good matches with, um, recently though, the ones that stick out, I had a lot of one-on-one matches with Logan Austin and I think we had good chemistry. I think we worked well together. And, uh, so recently I'd say it's him. That, that, that's cool. Uh, do and you, then, 
Oh, okay. let me ask you before you go on to the other thing. Let uh-huh. me ask you since uh, we're, we kind of mentioned on that that young thing. Uh, you know, you you both started young. So, do you feel like, um, or have you interjected into him? Uh, just you know, kind of little tidbits here and there. There things like, hey, I want to give you some advice because I started young as well, or anything like that. Or you just are you kind of just kind of watching from afar and. And, uh, you know, hoping that hoping the best for him and that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, not not directly, because, you yeah. know, I don't want to preach to someone. Right. And, you know, make them feel like like they're doing something wrong or something like that. But yeah, he's doing great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely wanted to work with him. And I asked to work with him when, you know, when I went back to New Era, I was gone for a couple of years after an injury. And right. when I went back, uh, he was he started while I was injured. And I was watching him and I was like, man, that's the guy I want to come back and work. Mm. And it was for multiple reasons. One, I like working the smaller guys because I think I can I can help them make their stuff their their high flying. Like I I know how to help them maneuver and do things like that. I work really well with the cruiser weights and the lighter weight guys, even though I'm a bigger guy. I can be a good base for them. Um, But he was also exciting to watch. And I was like, man, if I have the you know, the heel bad guy persona and I'm going against a guy like him, I think that we could really tear it up. And so I didn't so much directly say, Hey kid, this is what you should be doing or watch out for this, you know, but I definitely would throw out a few things here and there. Like, you know, Hey, just watch this and maybe, maybe go do this this way or, you know, just small things, but definitely didn't want to try to seem like I was bossing around. But even today there's stuff that I'll see, um, I'll see videos that Balin Lynx is posting mm-hmm. and I'll be like, Hey, what if you did this? Or, Hey, that looks really good, but try it this way. And this is something I would do. And, you know, he seems to be receptive of it. And so I try to throw out some advice when I see an opportunity. Uh, hopefully I'm not o- overstepping on anybody and I don't want to seem like a overbearing guy or like I'm a know-it-all, but I just try to help out when I can, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, before I, I apologize for cutting you off, but the, uh, tag team part, uh, what, what, uh, who did you like tagging yeah. with and, and tagging against? So tagging, you know, over the years, I, I've had a few different partners, but, um, Chris Rath was probably my favorite partner. We, we won tag team oh. championships, um, in primos. Um, we were great friends in IWF. I mean, we're still great friends. Uh, he, of course, lives half the country away from me now. Yeah. <laughs> He's over in Utah and I'm here in Florida. But uh, we're still great friends. And we worked together a lot on helping um, behind the scenes at a few different companies at IWF. At um, Primo's, we really wanted to help elevate things from building the entrance sets to helping with videos and graphics and whatever we could possibly do. We tried to, to contribute. And, um, so then when we got in the ring together, we decided, Hey, let's, we, we had a few good matches against each other, quite a few actually. But then we started tag teaming as wrath and sin. It kind of fit, you know, yeah. and sin. <laughs> it, it goes together. And, uh, we actually had another tag team that we formed into where we was kind of a Gothic undead kind of, character um with uh we wore face paint and black hair dye and all kinds of stuff and um so we had a lot of fun tag teaming together um 
just you know a little snippet of something we did because it was primos originally and they still do hardcore obviously with slave to the death match and things like that but they used to be a little more hardcore um when they were known as primos hardcore in wrestling not just primos professional wrestling and when that was going on we had a match I, i remember it was wrath and i against uh Adrian Graham and Shredder Khan. They had they were a, a big tag team in the, the late two thousands in Colorado. And uh we opened the match, I hit Adrian <laughs> in the head with a chain, first thing in the match, and he's just gushing blood everywhere. Uh-huh. And uh it they actually ended up calling the match because there's too much blood and uh it was a little different, but we still it's a memory that we all have and we love it we traveled to texas together and the whole group of us but but wrath and i as a tag team that was probably my favorite oh that's uh, great um so let me ask you a, another question because uh, we we've and mentioned the the young part uh kind of before you uh you left uh here to um you moved to uh florida so the listeners know uh there was there was a a huge group of young talent. I think uh, the up and coming. Uh, what are your thoughts about uh, the the group of uh, talent here in in Colorado, especially the the youngsters that are that are going? You know, like you said, you mentioned Damon Ace, uh, Balaam Lynx. Uh, you know, there just seems to be just a huge influx all of a sudden of, of young talent in uh, in all the promotions. What 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 do you have your eyes on? What do you what do you think of all that? I think it's fantastic. Um, there's, it's it's kind of funny. There was, we were kind of in a lull for a while where we'd have a couple young guys come in, right. not not making a huge impact, and you know they'd come in. There'd be you know some good stuff going on, and some of them would come in and then leave and come in and leave. And but these guys, um, and and I think it kind of started when I first saw Logan. I, I saw Logan. Yeah, he's probably the then, head, head of the new crop. Yeah. Yeah, and then I started going to. Um, training before I came back to New Era, and I saw uh, Damon Ace there, and I saw Balaam, and then I see Lilith Grimm. Yeah. And the men and women that are coming in, they're dedicated and they're, you know, really going for it, doing things like traveling across the country, going to OVW to try to do seminars there and learn from them. And uh, it's fantastic. Uh, I love seeing guys that are, guys and gals that are, are young and taking advantage of that to its fullest. I mean, I wish I don't have many regrets in my career. Cause I mean, I've had a blast doing what I've done, but I wish that I dedicated myself a little more like those guys do. Cause it's, it's fantastic to see. I love watching, you know, every week Lilith posts some videos from either training or a match that she did across the country. And, um, I love seeing it. You know, I saw Damon just won a championship with, uh, Rocky mountain pro and, uh, it's great to see. It's great to see these guys are, being recognized for the hard work they have been putting in. And over the last couple of years, these guys, they've definitely been working their tails off. So it's very impressive. Yeah. Do you feel like you uh, missed out on the opportunity to uh, get a little bit more matches with uh, some of these uh, uh, guys before they uh, are going to blow up? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I only had one match with Damon and um, I know he's been fighting with some, like, I think he had some knee trouble last year and, um, I think, and I had just come back. I'd only been back a couple months. I think if we had a match a little later, um, we could have tore it up a little more. Not that our match was bad by any means. I, I loved our match, but I just think we could have done more. Um, and then Balaam, I actually got to work him a handful of times. And every time I was in there with him, I loved working him. Um, both in, in New Era and Primos, I worked him a couple times. Um, 
even on just some small shows outside of, you know, some bars and stuff doing some, some smaller shows, but we worked and had a blast every time we were out there. So, uh, but I definitely wish I could have worked with them more. And unfortunately Lilith, I saw her first match at CSW. Um, but it was after my last match at new era. Um, and I haven't had a match since, you know, because of the pandemic. And so I never got to do anything with her in the ring. I think we could have, uh, had some fun with our characters and whatnot. And I know she's doing some stuff with Adrian Graham and um, could have definitely had some fun with, uh, with her, but um, yeah, I definitely wish I could have worked with them more. Uh, I'm glad I was you know, very grateful that I was able to get all of the time in with Logan that I did. Cause um, I think we had four matches, including a tag team and all of them. I had a blast. So that's great. Uh, so um, what uh, precipitated uh, you to uh, move from Colorado out to Florida? Well, just real life stuff. Kind of a, <laughs> yeah, real life stuff. Uh, some personal things. My, my wife has some some things medically that living at a lower altitude helped with. I also uh-huh. have my uh, my shoot job outside of wrestling. Had an opportunity here. So uh, all the car, like everything just aligned for me to make the move here. And originally it was going to be going to Dallas. And then when they came back, my boss came back to me and said, Hey, actually we want you in Orlando. I was like, well, my best friend lives in Orlando. So I'll be right <laughs> next to Ryzen. I was yeah. very happy to uh, give him that call and say, Hey buddy, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it was, uh, it's, it's been in a way bittersweet. We love living here. We love the, the, um, the weather is great. You know, we don't have any issues there. But since we moved here um, because of COVID, we haven't gone and explored any of the state. And we've been here almost a year now. <laughs> yeah. So we've pretty much just seen our property, which has been great for us. Uh, I'm building my own training gym for myself. I'm going to have uh, a ring there. I've got tires there for flipping. I've got I'm putting battle ropes, all kinds of stuff to actually train and work out at home. But I haven't gone out and done anything else. You know, we have I have a. Uh, seven-year-old daughter and we haven't gone to see disney or legoland or universal or any of that because you know my wife's high risk for covid and mm-hmm. we don't want to put that risk out there yeah and and like you you know all full disclosure you and i before we got on we were talking about even though florida is a little bit more open than some part of the country you still you still have to take the extra precaution it, it's still it's still everybody's a, a personal choice of what they do and their responsibilities and you know that's you know and i, I applaud you for 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 of course doing that because that's something you know you need to do you need to take care of family first as they always as as the saying goes so that's that's awesome uh, oh yeah, I mean if you're yeah. if you're not high risk and you don't have high risk uh, individuals near you and your family and and you yeah. can go explore and travel, that's great. But you know it's a personal choice for us. We we have responsibilities to our family and you know we make those choices. Yeah, uh, in like you said, you were uh, get, setting up your own uh, uh, training area. My understanding of just uh, watching you out there on the on your uh, page and stuff. Uh, you actually got a, a building erected and you're going to put a ring up or have you put up the ring yet? I don't know if I'm quite uh, up to date yet. I haven't put a ring up yet. But uh, the plan should is. Be, and then, uh, yes, the plan <laughs> is to get one. So I had a building. It's kind of funny because the building's almost as big as my house. It's a, it's a four, 14 foot tall at the sidewall, so about 18 feet in the center. Um, and it's uh, 24 by 36 feet. It's a huge building, huge garage. And when I had the guys come and put it in, they're like, man, how many cars do you have? I was like, oh, no, this I'm not even putting any cars in here. This is for a wrestling ring. What did they say about <laughs> they what, kinda, what, what, what was the re- reaction to that? 
they were kind of just like, huh? What? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, I, uh, you know, do pro wrestling and I want to be able to train at home. So that's what yeah. I'm doing. And, uh, you know, I'll probably have guys come by and work yeah. out with me like Ryzen and, yeah. and whatnot. And I have, there's a few other guys that have moved out here, um, that I know that definitely would not turn down an opportunity to come train for free somewhere. So, right. um, yeah, so it, it'll be fun once I have it. And, you know, like I said, I have a seven year old daughter and she, uh, not beyond wrestling. She actually wants to learn some gymnastics and I can help her learn some of that in a ring. Cause it, it is a, uh, meant for tumbles and rolls and things so i can help her out oh that's awesome so double duty yeah. for the ring exactly yeah we'll, we'll definitely get the most out of it that we can and you know if the opportunity comes where i can uh, run a show myself you never know it could happen <laughs> yeah a jason run production huh yeah yeah <laughs> always wanted to do it not saying i'm going to but it's a possibility I'm oh that, yeah 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 you get uh get uh, uh ryzen to uh, executive produce you may have something there we there. go there we go <laughs> that's and i got a lot of uh young up-and-comers i know of now out there that i can bring in so that's uh <laughs> yeah that's that's cool um what uh what uh kind of uh realistically uh, precipitated that you wanted to get this uh building was uh erected and, and do that it was just that you had the had the space you you uh wanted to do something uh you know nice uh for for setups and was it just part of the uh pandemic boredom as they they say people were kind of taking inventory doing those home projects like a lot of us did like i did uh what 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 was the what was the thought process of getting that started well, it was uh, the pandemic boredom definitely played a part, um, but it's something I've always wanted. I mean, okay. I've always I've talked about running uh, my own show. Even like I said, you know, Chris Rath and I worked a lot behind the scenes for a few different companies. And we, we talked about running a show ourselves um, years ago. And I it's something I've wanted to do. And I was like, you know, but at the very least, I just want to ring at home so I can get in it whenever I can and get some, some cardio in, keep the ring rust off and uh, work on some new stuff, you know, cause even though I've been doing this for 18 years, there's always something new to learn. And, um, you know, it's just something that I've always wanted. And so now when the pandemic hit and I moved out here, we moved to a property that has a little over an acre and it didn't have a garage already. And I was like, well, I want a garage. So, mm. Let's build one. And then when it came to building one, I was like, you know, it's not much more for me to get a building big enough to put a ring in. So uh, it just kind of escalated from there. And my wife fully supported me on doing it. She actually uh, really there was many times where I was like, I don't know if I want that. And she was like, do it, do it. So she pushed me into it. So it's, uh, you know, I'm grateful that she did because I'm definitely excited to have it. That's great. Uh, so what, uh, is in, uh, the future for you? Uh, I, I guess the, the biggest first thing would be to probably get that, uh, ring, uh, set up, but, uh, as for, uh, getting you back, uh, out there in, in the business and, and things like that, uh, is it, uh, just kind of step by step? I would assume first probably, um, you know, probably hopefully, you know, for your wife's sake, you know, a her herd immunity type stuff for the, for the, the pandemic. Uh, but, as, but what about you? What about you getting back in the ring? Are you, uh, just, uh, taking it easy or are you, are you jonesing to get back in the ring, work some of the promotions out there? What's, uh, what's going on for you there? Well, my, my last match was in uh, January of 2020, and I've been jonesing to get back in since February of 2020. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I definitely want to get back in the ring. Uh, watching 
my friends and people getting in the ring and doing things that I'm like, man, I wish I could be there doing that. Oh man, I, I, I could do something with them and seeing it has been tough. Um, but like I said, I'm going to stay safe for my family's sake. Um, but as the vaccines are being rolled out, um, we will get them as soon as possible. And as soon as I'm fully vaccinated, I fully intend on putting my name out there and trying to get some work locally, possibly fly back to Colorado for some shows and, uh, yeah, start hitting the, the road and getting back in the ring. Have you been eyeing any of the, uh, local uh, promotions there out in the Orlando area or nearby? Uh, there's a few, there's a few, uh, mostly ones that I've actually, uh, I don't know a lot of them, but I've seen flyers for some that, mm-hmm. uh, that Ryzen has been working with. And so I, uh, I've watched some of their stuff online, the videos that I can find and, um, definitely intriguing to check out some of their stuff. Some of the stuff's pretty over the top entertaining, having guys from Guar and, uh, (laughs) and whatnot there, but Hey, it's all something different and, uh, exciting to be somewhere, a whole new region. You know, I've, I've wrestled close to out this far from Colorado. Most of the wrestling I've done across the country was from, uh, you know, central, like the Midwest to the West and then up into Canada. But uh, I'm excited to be on the East Coast and uh, kind of a whole new region for me to go out and explore. Yeah, because you, when you uh, do that, the the Florida thing, you could probably uh, easily do the uh, the Georgia thing, which of course is is huge. Uh, independent promotions yeah. in, in Georgia is 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 huge, as well as uh, probably even the uh, the Carolinas as well. Oh yeah, yeah, and I've I have a. Uh, actually some friends from my, my shoot job that actually are workers up in Georgia. And, uh, so they can give me some work up there possibly, or at least give me an opportunity to get in front of a promoter. So I'm excited about it. It's, uh, it's almost like being uh, new to the business in a way, because there's a lot of people out here that don't know me and yeah. I get to, uh, kind of show them what I can do. <laughs> get to show them what the kingpin is all about. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, you know, and, and speaking to, uh, maybe, uh, uh, crown, that might be a, a great place to uh, crown this episode out on. Uh, but before I do let you go, uh, if people wanted to uh, follow with you, your your uh, you know where you're going and the future and everything out there on the uh, social medias, and uh, if they wanted to um, support you as well, uh, where could they uh, do that? Uh, well, the biggest one I'd say is actually probably Twitter. That's the one that. I'm going to be putting all my, you know, bookings out there where I'm going to be, where you can find me, um, even things from what I've done. And that would be uh, Jason07, so J-A-Y-S-Y-N-N-0-7 on Twitter. Um, and I will I, – I always kept when, – when Facebook first started, always kept it just my wrestling profile, and then it kind of morphed into more personal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still working on probably switching over to actually getting a uh, – fan page or a, or a wrestling page made up instead of a personal facebook but you can find me on facebook uh at jason but it's just the letter j then s-y-n-n okay all right and uh if people wanted to support you i believe you have a uh is a pro wrestling tees uh site as yep. well okay pro wrestling tees.com slash jason I have uh, four different designs up there some of them are pretty cool animated comic book design mm-hmm. uh, it's one that i'm pretty proud of it's pretty awesome cool yeah 
Awesome. All right. Well, uh, once again, I uh, appreciate you uh, coming on to this uh, episode, and uh, hopefully uh, here in the future sometime I'll, I'll see you. Um, I've got a friend that moved out in that area as well, so uh, uh, I was going to before this whole world got crazy. I was going to head out there, but uh, we'll see what the, the, the future holds for 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 all of us uh, in the in the 2021 and beyond <laughs> absolutely all right thank you for having me once again a big huge thank you to jason for coming on to this episode of the wrestling with altitude podcast and hopefully soon we will be seeing him as the kingpin of florida as he has already been the kingpin of colorado all right. Well, nothing uh, to review or to kind of plug for this weekend, any shows uh, in the uh, area, but let's just uh, keep an eye out in the near future here. We've got a packed weekend on the 20th, 21st. Rocky Mountain Pro, Charge Tapings, CSW with their show. Primos with their Alpha 9 show all on the 20th, uh, Saturday the 20th. So you want to get tickets, uh, head over to their respective websites or Facebook pages and uh, hit them up and get those uh, tickets purchased. As well on that Sunday the 21st, it's also, of course, remind you, IWC Legacy uh, Night of Champions of uh, their show that Sunday in uh the area so that should be fun weekend for all of us here in the wrestling with altitude area well hey if you guys like this show uh give a shout out a follow a subscription to the trending topics network you can find on any of your podcast catching applications of your choice you'll catch this show as well as other great shows such as All Beer Inside, The Spanish Announce Table, The Eurovision Showcase, and Wrestling Cheers. Want to get in contact with this show? WrestlingWithAltitude.com is the website. Podcast at WrestlingWithAltitude.com is the email address. We are on Facebook at Wrestling With Altitude and on Twitter of the handle of WrestleAltitude. Want to support us? Head over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mr. Fourth Row. Pick yourself up a Wrestling With Altitude uh, t-shirt there, and we would greatly appreciate it. Every bit helps. Once again, I want to thank you all for listening and having fun wrestling with altitude. Mm -hmm.